Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome everybody to the Spurs 9501 uh, podcast. It's good to hear have everybody back. Um, we've got Cam and we've got Inky and we've got a special guest today. We've got Russell from the Spurs Algarve Sports Supporters uh, Club with us. So that's great. We're going to discuss the match, the 3-1 win at Sheffield United on this podcast. Um, what I'll do is I'll quickly go through the teams and then Cam will give us a bit of history and then we'll go into some discussion about the, the formation, how we played and, and how everybody thinks we did. So the team was Larice, Aurier, Rodon, Dyer, Davies, Reguon, Hoybieg, Endombele, Bergwijn, Son and Kane. So that was the team. Uh, we'll talk about the formation as well. I'm not sure if that's a five at the back. I'm not sure about that. See what everybody thinks. Cam, do you want to give a quick overview of our history with um, Sheffield United? Yeah, I mean, been an interesting history with Sheffield United over the years. Um, interestingly, the first time we played Sheffield United was in the FA Cup in 1901. Um, and the interesting thing about that was that we were the only team, uh, a non-league team, to win the FA Cup going back all that time. Uh, since then, uh, we've won uh, 37 times. They've won 29 times and we've drawn uh, 27 times. However, in the, uh, um, the in the Premiership days, we've had about uh, uh, eight games where they've won three, we've won three and drawn two. And I, I believe that since they've come up, uh, we haven't had a very good record against them. Last time they, we played them, we lost 3-1 away. And before that, it was a 1-1 draw. So today was quite important, um, getting back, uh, getting that record put straight, I would say. Okay, excellent. Thanks for that, Cam. So, Russell, I want to come to you now. Tell me what do you think about the changes that Jose made to the team, brought Rodon in, Bergwijn in. You know, did you, what type of formation do you think you played there, Russell? Yeah, no, I think he, he chose well today, actually. I think it was a, it was a good decision to do that. What I feel for the last three years, since sort of Kyle Walker days, our wing-backs have caused us a big problem, and I think that's in not helping our midfield. The midfield is where the issue is. I'm sure you guys have discussed it to length, as every Spurs fan has. But without the wing-backs, the, the midfield just, you know, they just can't get going. We, we don't seem to have any passing like we used to. You know, as Spurs fans, we love that passing through midfield, but obviously with Mourinho, we're, we're not going to get that for a while. Um, but, um, yeah, I thought he did the right thing today, you know, three at the back. I like Rodon. I think he's got good good potential. Um, he, he's obviously, yeah, still very young, but no, I, I'm quite confident with him in there, almost more so than Sanchez, actually. Um, so, um yeah, no, like after like, like the look of it, really. And Dyer is is a lot better there. He seems to be growing in confidence. He switches off occasionally, obviously, but um, the uh, I think that's the best we can do with what we've got at the moment. I, I'm a bit mysterious to know where what's happened to Toby though. Yeah. Um, I, I, maybe he's got a virus and they can't say. Okay, great, Steve. What did you think of the? Uh, was it Davies, Rodon, and Dyer as a back three, and then? Reguillon and Aurier as a wing-backs. Is that the formation he played, do you think? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised at that. I'd expected um, uh, Toby to be in there, as Russell referred to. I really thought he would be there. I'm really glad Rodon got a run out. Uh, I think we have to be aware that this wasn't um, the best opposition we're going to come up against this year. 
so I'd like to see Rodon play um, against um, a team of better quality to really see um, how he plays. But he can only play as he against the team he's put up against. No, I thought that worked well. We had Ndombele in the middle uh, midfield, who was uh, he was in and out of the game, and obviously scored or perhaps didn't score a fantastic goal. It was either lucky or fantastic. I'm sure we'll come on to that um, a bit later. Um, but I think he looked good there. Um, I thought Son was hardworking, but not exceptionally productive. Um, I think Harry's not quite there and hasn't been the last couple of games. We still, I think, um, don't move the ball quickly enough. Having said that, in terms of the formation, I, I think that was the best we could we could have. I think we'll experiment a bit more with um, what, in effect, is a back three. I think Davies is quite good in a back three because he has somebody to cover for his uh, his lack of pace. Um, and at the same time, he's not that bad in the air. And in fact, he made a couple of important interceptions, I think, at least one in, a, in the penalty area towards the uh, second in the, in the second half of the game. So, um, no, I thought the, uh, uh, it, was a good, it was a good formation. I think at the end of the day, Mourinho still isn't absolutely certain what his best team is. Um, and maybe it's just picking the team for the game, but um, you know, I, I tend to like to see some consistency in selection. I think you get some solidity and an under, an understanding between the players when you have that uh, regular formation. Um, however, we won. That's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. Cam, what did you think about the formation and specifically, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to say, sorry, no, Winks or Sissoko, can't even say it. Sissoko. Yeah. Well, no bail. I mean, when are we going to finally discuss the whole situation around bail? We'll 300,000, was if, um, I keep saying 13 million a year, um, sitting on warming, warming a seat, plastic seat on the bench at a cold night in, uh, well, a cold day in Sheffield, and you still can't get into that team. Personally, I, I think that's a real problem. Um, we, we can speak a lot about the team and say how great some of the players were and everything else, but we must remember we were playing Sheffield United. Sheffield United, who won one game, um, that was because they got a penalty and, and I believe they had a player sent off to Newcastle that were playing against 10. Um, the last time they've scored from open play has been probably against the lower teams in the, in the cup. They haven't scored a goal from open play apart from against Spurs. Let's not forget that. Um, and uh, there was still, I thought, that that selection was full of mistakes. Aurier, great header, mistake from a, a very poor defending from Sheffield United. Aurier then goes on and peds the ball again in our half and passes it to a player. They should have done better than that. Rodon had a couple of mistakes in him. I mean, you get away with them with, against teams like Sheffield United. On the, on the basis that with the, on that performance, a half-decent team, I could have seen a very different scoreline. That's my take. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's fine. Let's talk about um, the first goal then. I mean, Russell, from a corner, bad defending or good good play by Aurea? What do you think? A bit I'm of... just glad we cleared the first man for once. It's yeah. been a while since we've a decent corner, isn't it? <laughs> so, no, the corners, I think Sonny's actually takes a pretty decent corner, actually. So, uh, it's quite refreshing. But, yeah, it was obviously bad defending it. Their guy just didn't didn't get up and didn't move, which Going back it just onto their goal, just if I could quickly talk yeah, about it. Course, yeah. Davis didn't get up for defending ours either, which was a, a bit of an error by him. I'm not, I'm, I'm in two minds. I, I, I agree with Steve. He did some good stuff um, and good interceptions today, but I still worry about him a little bit in that role. Um, he, he doesn't inspire too much confidence to me, but 
but yeah, he's a good he's a good person to have in. And against Sheffield, as as Cam says, we can get away with it. I think. But uh, no, it was good. The Oreo gets a goal. He's in there. I've not really seen him go for headers from corners recently. So I guess without Toby being in there, he, he's he's there. But Russell, let me come back to you, and then I'm going to come to Steve. Did we once we went one 0 ahead? Did you see a change in the way we played? Did we try and go for the second goal, or was it? Were Sheffield United so bad bad that even when we sat back, we were getting chances? Yeah, I think that's the one thing we could talk about the formation of Mourinho's tactics. But one thing I have noticed this season, especially the effort is there. The, the guys are working hard, I think, most games. Maybe not in the Europa League games, they're a bit half-hearted. But I think in the league, there's been a definite noticeable effort, energy level has gone up. And I think, as, uh, as Cam says, they're not a great team. And because of our high press, we we gave them problems, and that's you know they they were giving the ball away in their third in their last you know in front of the area, and that's what we capitalised on. It's what we're good at. More our problem is when we've got the ball in our own half and trying to build out. We, we don't we don't have that at the moment. We're just looking for a long ball through. Um, so yeah, I, I think Sheffield were very poor, which is strange because I have watched them this season, and they haven't looked like they should be where they are. Um, but I think yeah, the confidence has gone and yeah, the quality at the back was there to see and, and we exploited it. So therefore, you know, you've got to say, well, fair play to Mourinho. He set the team out well today for that. Sure, sure. Okay, great. I mean, in terms of my thoughts on this, uh, I think I saw a bit more urgency after we scored the first goal. I think, and I don't know if the guys probably won't agree with me, but I did see, uh, you know, a desire to try and get another goal. Sonny hit the post. They were trying to play the ball forward, but then they started to drop back a bit and then Sheffield United came into it a bit more. So, you know, I think there's, um, they're still trying to find them the right way to play, I think. Uh, you know, apparently Mourinho says, I tell them to go for the second goal, but, you know, they don't. But I'm not sure if that's true or not. But uh, again, you know, I was getting worried at 1-0. I think we're just going to sit back. I think me and Cam mm-hmm. spoke about it. We're just going to sit back and try and defend this. But luckily, we got the second goal, which again was bad defending by Sheffield United. So, um Steve, did you see any change in the way in our attitude and how we played after we scored the first goal, or was it just the same? Um, I want I want to believe that it was it was different and it changed. Yeah. I'm not convinced that it has. I think we were uh, basically we got a second goal because um, Kane scored from a you know, he shouldn't have been able to score from that distance yeah. really. I think there are question marks about um, the goalkeeper. Having said that about Harry Kane, is he is able to hold the ball up and get a shot away under pressure when other players can't do that. And he did do that. He got it on target. And I suspect the goalkeeper wasn't expecting it and may have been slightly unsighted. No, so I'm... I'm hmm. I think you the know, jury's still out. We, sorry, Ray? The jury's still out on it, really. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that's the um, the conclusion. I'd like to think we were becoming much more dynamic, but... I, I didn't really see it, and I think the opposition reflected the fact that we could be perhaps or appear to be a little more dynamic than we actually were. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, Cam, let me come to you. Uh, Steve Bergwijn was brought in. I thought he played really well, held the ball up, had some good touches. How do you think Stephen Bergwijn did, Cam? Well, I'm glad you asked me about that. I mean, I think that against Sheffield United, um, Bergwijn played a lot better. I think it suited him, the game suited him. 
they the position where he played, I noticed that they were making so many bad errors of judgment, bad passing. They couldn't really, um, they kept passing the ball to him, so he had no choice but to play it. Um, but, I, I mean, if, if he had, if we were playing a better team, would Bergwijn have made such a big difference? I'm not convinced. I really am not convinced. And I really thought that, again, I'm, I'm going to say this again, I keep hammering on about this. You've got Bergwijn, you've got Mora, you've got Lamella's played that position, but we never played Bale in the set, in the Premiership on that kind of money in that position. So um, would Bale have been any worse than Bergwijn in that position against our position? I don't believe so. Could Bergwijn have been any be- better? I mean, when they would... I mean, what really got me about uh, Sheffield United there was the number of mistakes. We always talk about, and you, Ray, always talk about goals and mistakes. You can always trace them back. Well, you could trace back so many chances that we had in the first half and second half that just came from their mistakes. We could have had at least under three or four goals from mistakes by Sheffield United. And if that, if the tables were turned and that was us, I think we'd be, we wouldn't, we'd be too ashamed to even show ourselves on these screens. From, from how bad that Sheffield United were. I mean, we had a lot of chances. Harry Kane had a lot of chances. Son had chances. Son. Bergwijn had chances. Russell, do you think against a better team, we would make to be paid for missing those chances? Yeah, I think we probably would. So we have been. If you look at it, it was 15 shots each, wasn't it? Uh, I think yeah. from the stats. So, you know, a better team, better finishing. Yeah, we probably would have been punished, come away with a draw. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure about Bergwijn. I, I quite like him. I, I think what he does have is he gives us some pace. Um, and the energy and the work rate he puts in, and that that, that all contributes to them making mistakes, um, and it and it helps against a team like Sheffield. But yeah, against Liverpool or Man City or someone, he's maybe not going to have that much of an impact in the same way. But what's the alternative? To be honest, Bale's just he's not there. He's not the same player. Um, and I think we just have to we have to move on. If he's not going to make it, he's had three or four months now. Um, and as much as we all love him, it, it's not working out. We may have sold some T-shirts to recover, you know, some of his his wages, but and hopefully some of his his experiences rubbing <laughs> off on the likes of Bergwijn for the future is the only benefit I can see of having him in the squad at the moment. Um, when he first came in, I was a bit worried because I, I I love the younger players to be honest. I like to see them coming through, and I thought he was going to hold up Bergwijn's development, but obviously he isn't. <laughs> Now, I mean, he's got to have a chance, though, Russell. Let me just throw another opinion at you. If you want this stellar player to actually contribute, you need to give him a run run yeah, of games. Exactly. You need to give him time. You can't just bring him on for 10 minutes and expect him to produce. It doesn't matter how good you are. You can't do that, Russell. Well, no, I, I sort of almost disagree there because he's such a world-class, experienced player. He should be a player who can come in. He doesn't need three or four games. He needs one or two. I'm talking, fitness. I'm talking about more fitness. Sorry? I'm talking more in terms of fitness. Oh, fitness. Well, yeah. I mean, what's he doing every day? He should be tra- He should be getting up to that. I, mean, I know there's match fitness. But you know there's a difference between match fitness and just training. You know that. Yeah, but he hasn't, even in the games in, Euro- in the Europa League, he, he hasn't shown the right attitude. He, yeah, I don't think not, people not, He doesn't fit in with how we're going to play, which sadly is the way it is. And if we are going to play that way, you can't have him in there. Uh, because he's not going to track back, he's not going to put pressure on, and and therefore I'd rather have Bergwijn. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, that's fine. Steve, what do you think of? Uh, okay, so we're two 0 up, and then the usual happens. We don't pressurise the crosser. He puts in a beautiful cross, nice goal from McGoldrick, and we think here we go again. Just analyse that goal for me, Steve. Other than not well, pressing, what did, what went wrong there? 
Well, I mean, we, we weren't pressing and we uh, we conceded territory as we normally do. And we were slowly defending deeper and deeper until we defend almost on our 18 yard line. They get in a good cross and it was a good cross and they score. That's just, you know, we've seen it before, haven't we? In fact, I think we saw it in the last game. Um, it's, it's a common um, it's, it's a common occurrence. And I thought, oh, right, we're um, we, we're in our usual situation now. And me being incredibly pessimistic, assume we're going to lose three two. Um, we didn't. But um, that, that's sort of how I felt, that we were, again, trying to defend too deep. We weren't pressing. Um, it's, it's a common, uh, it's our common practice, isn't it? It's the way we play. We can't uh, keep, keep clean sheets at the moment, can we? No, no. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, just, it's just the way it is at the moment. You know, that is the Mourinho style. He, he doesn't, I, I do not believe when he says he wants them to press for a second goal that they are. If they, if he told them to press for a second goal, they'd be pressing, or indeed a third goal in this particular situation. My my view has always been: if a team's on the ropes, you go for them, you win the game as early as you possibly can, yeah. and we don't do that. Can, can I just can yeah. I comment on the bail situation? Yeah, of course. Well? Go ahead. I'm almost of the opinion now that we should send him back. He's getting a lot of money. He's sitting there on the bench. We can we could use that money elsewhere. His game was pace. And he hasn't got it anymore. I don't know if it's in him to change his game. You know, could he drop back, be, be a bit deeper? Can he spray passes? Can he do that sort of thing? He can't. That's not his game. His game is push the ball and then run like as hell after it. That has been his main game. I mean, remember that Inter Milan game where he scored um, um, when we lost 4-3, but basically he dragged us back into that game by himself. Those days are gone. I think it's, it's sentimentality from all of us. We've all got it. That we, yeah. you know, we want him to succeed. We want him to be our talisman, and he, he's not. His, his attributes at the moment is probably his heading ability, and I doubt if we're going to, you know, use him as a target man like we did with Lorente last season. We're not mm. going to do that. So I suspect we should probably send him back now. Final point on Bergwijn: his work rate is phenomenal. That's what he's there for. He's there for work rate, and indeed he did have one good shot today. I think yeah. he was saved by the keeper, but at least he got it on target. No, absolutely. I mean, for Bergwijn, I'll come to you in a minute, Cam. But for Bergwijn, I think all he needs is a goal, and his confidence is going to be sky high. I really do think this guy can add value. You know, I think he's a great player. He just needs a goal to bring his confidence back. I think. Cam, talk us through the last goal from Tongay Ndombele. Did he actually mean that, or was it just trying to hook it back into the box? And then I'll come to Russell. I mean, I, I, I mean, it was a wonder goal, absolutely fantastic. And I think when he got that ball in that corner, um, I mean, that he played that one-two with um, was it with Bergwijn, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah Bergwijn. Um, went in there, beautiful. Uh, I mean, it was a beautiful one-two because it was stayed on side, which was the most important thing in the box. Player tracked him. Ball was a very awkward bounce on the ball, very difficult to control it or do anything else with it. I totally think that he meant that shot. I mean, he was back to goal. There was nothing else he could do. Yeah, and the moment it left his foot, in a way that it was looping over, the keeper could see it, I could see it, everyone could see it. That was going in and there was nothing anyone could do to stop it. And I think, you know, that's what you pay your 60 million for. Um, a couple of few wonder goals like that. Unfortunately, too far, a uh, few and far between for me. That's his third goal, I believe, yeah. so far. But what a way to um, get your third goal in this in this season! It was it was great. Well, probably one of the best goals um, so far of the season, I would say. Yeah, I, totally, I totally agree. I think, think if you look at the type of mentality he is. He definitely meant that. That's the sort of thing he tries. That's what, that's like his passing. He it it, it comes off fifty percent of the time, maybe. 
Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think he went for it. Well, what do you think about his overall performance today, Russell? How did he do? Um, I think we could still get more out of him. I still, it's interesting the Lacelso Dombelli debate. I, I'm a big fan of Lacelso. I think he he gives us a bit more, but he doesn't have that genius that Dombelli has. And if you're going to play the way we are, you, you need that genius to break down some teams that sit back. Um, and we we need that creativity because otherwise we we have nothing in midfield. Mm. Um, so it's the right option. Good that he's playing ninety minutes. So his his work rate is a lot better. He tracks back now. Some of, he made some important tackles back today as well. Um, so he's only going to get better. Uh, I do worry about him sometimes doing his tricks and turns, you know, in front of our area still. But um, but no long may it continue. I think. From my point of view, because Winks and Sissoko weren't there, we were transitioning from defence to attack a lot more quicker. The passes were a lot more quicker. We were getting the ball forward a lot more. I really like that. And I don't think we missed Winks or Sissoko. So, no. you know, I, I, you know, I think this is a good formation. We should maybe stick to it. Um, Steve, what, how do you think uh, the, uh, Joe Rodon did, uh, you know, in the defence? How did he do? Um, I, I thought he did very well. I think at times he looked a little nervous. Um, but I think that's to be expected, given this is probably his second game in the Premier League. Um, I thought he did very well. We need to see him against better opposition. There's no two ways about that. Um, and I didn't really see him striding into the space in front of him and then distributing the ball, which we'd like to see. I mean, that's what Toby does. I mean, to be honest, most of this season, Toby has been our playmaker because he's <laughs> a player who can actually pass the ball. Yeah. Um, and Dombele filled that a little bit today. But no, I thought Joe Roden did very well. Yeah, I thought he did really well as well. I mean, he played well against Chelsea, made a couple of mistakes, but, you know, it's his first game. Yeah. I think he's a good player. They've uh, got to fist with him and give him a chance. Yeah, they've got to. Cam, what's the situation with Toby? Why is he not playing him? Well, I'm just going to say, I mean, I thought Rodon did really well. Um, and I think that um, we've got to get Toby. Toby and Rodon are probably going to be our best too. The problem is is, is uh, that uh, Mourinho's love affair with Dyer. I suppose yeah, he won't problem for the problem for Toby is he don't speak Portuguese. I mean, maybe if he did, he might get in the team. But, I mean, uh, I, I still think, and I agree with Steve, he's, uh, his distribution is some of the best. His positioning is some of the best. And he just makes you feel so much more confident when he's in the team. I, I think that he hasn't really forgiven him for the own goal that he did against Leicester. Um, I don't think he's played since then. I think that's pretty harsh. Um uh, we we just fell to pieces against Leicester. We fell to pieces against Liverpool. Neither of those teams played very well against us, but we seemed to just have handed them victories because it was Leicester and Liverpool, and that's how it felt. And I think that Mourinho has been very harsh on him. Uh, I'm very pleased to see Rodon play. I have to say that I thought that putting uh, Davis in in the, in the back three, the freedom that it gave to Regulon, I mean, his running, his pace, his yeah. game today was very, very different than what we've seen before. And long may that continue because most of our attacks, most of our forward play, most of the best play that we did were coming from him. And uh, I mean, his pace and his his passing and his, his, his abilities are, are getting better and better. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think playing Regulon further up, is a really good move. And um, I think Davis didn't put a foot wrong today, which is probably one of the first times we've said that in a very long time. Other than missing the header for the goal, he didn't do anything wrong, you know? <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Russell, he saved the couple as well, actually. With yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. Oh, fair enough. But then you're only remembered for the one you don't save, yeah? I know. That's 
Okay, great. So all in all, I think it's a good win, a difficult team, but a good three points for us. I've got, I just, my worry is that against better team, we may get outnumbered in midfield and then we're going to have problems, but. I think I think, I think, uh, I think it was I can't remember if it was Steve or Cam mentioned it. We move the ball too slow still in midfield. Mm. We we take that extra touch and we don't need to. And you know, the players aren't making options. Yeah, you, know, you think about Spurs is the you know the the push and run team. We, we we're passing midfield. This is us, and we're not. And it's depressing to watch. I've got to be honest, uh, but. It, it's better that you know we're in the top four, very nice, and, and we're playing okay. But it, I just still think there's the quality we have in that team. We should be passing it through midfield a lot more. Um, the confidence it's still not there for me since um, Dembele left us. Yeah, uh, our midfield is just we used to be moving the creativity, the triangles. The, it was it was superb to watch. And it's never been back to that level, but we know the players can do it. So, so how do we? How do they get back to that? I mean, the dream I mean, today, Hoybier and Kane were the most guilty of that, actually. Mm, but Steve, just a quick thing: the dream team, Wanyama and Dembele, in that sixteen seventeen season, they were amazing, actually. So, but yeah. I don't know if we'll ever get back to that. Okay, just before we close, I've been really good chat from everybody here. I just want to go around the table and ask a, a couple of questions. I'm going to come to you, Cam. Again, it's my favourite subject. What is the situation with Deli Ali? Is this guy got any future at the club or not? And then I'll come to Russell and Steve. Well, I think that Delhi is um, definitely got a future. Um, when I don't know, but or whether at this club I don't know, but he's definitely got a future as a player. Um, I, I read this. Offer. Yeah, I read this week that um, uh, Levi said that Levy said that he would um, they won't sell him under any circumstances or let him go. So what does that mean? He doesn't pick the team. Whether he wasn't even on the bench today. So I'm at a loss, really. I mean, I am sure that both Bale and Delhi will play against Wickham. Uh, <laughs> I can give you that as a guarantee. Whether they'll play again, I don't know. But just to, I just want to say that, you know, we can all get carried away with Sheffield United, but we've got Liverpool and we've got Chelsea uh, um, uh, this month, right? Um, and those are the games where we really need to really stop feeling sorry for ourselves because I feel that when we play, come up against Liverpool and Chelsea and to some extent, you know, not the Manchester teams now, but maybe Leicester, uh, we sort of like accept that they're better than us and they're going to beat us and we just sort of like succumb as a team, either giving in own goals. I think we've had a, what last season, Toby did one for um, against Liverpool and uh, we gave one at Leicester, giving away stupid penalties um, because it's expected. Um, if we're really going to be a top four team, we need to be thinking we, c- we can easily beat them. Liverpool are not doing very well. They couldn't, they, they were very poor today. Um, Chelsea were very lucky to beat Fulham because they had a, because a player made such a mm. stupid t- challenge for no reason at all uh, and got sent off. Otherwise, they wouldn't have won that game either. So they, they're all sitting back thinking, oh, it's okay because we're going to be playing Spurs soon. So that's a three points in the bag. And that mentality hasn't changed yet. And that's what's got to change. Okay, we'll come on to that. Steve, what do you think about, I'm going to come to Russell after you. What about Deli Ali? First question, has he got a future at Tottenham Hotspur? I'd like to think he has, and I say this all the time. I think he does bring something. Uh, I do think his positional sort of play is excellent. His drifting into space is second to none. He just doesn't fit into the Mourinho system. Um, so I can't really see much of a future for him in that respect, although I do like him as a player, and I think we should keep him because he, he brings something different to the team. 
Russell, what do you think about Deli Ali? Yeah, well, I, I was actually pleased with his attitude against Marine. Can't have been nice to him playing in that game from you know from where he's, he's yeah. fallen from in a way. But I thought his attitude was amazing, um, and he, his energy level was good. So fair play to his attitude. And you think about Mourinho with you know and Dombele, he, he's he's managed to turn him around. So there's still a hope. I, I still think Delhi could could have a role in this team. If Dombele's not there, we have some someone who can come on in creativity. But is he going to start at the moment in this formation? Probably not, um, which is a shame. So I just hope we don't sell him. Maybe he goes on because I, I don't know if you guys are on the same page as or where I think. But Mourinho's got a shelf life of two more years maximum. So I hope uh, I hope Delhi's still part of us and. Uh, he's he's he can't wait great talent. Yeah. The thing yeah. about Deli Ali Russell is he always slows the game so much for me. When he's got the ball, he takes so long. He doesn't do quick passing. That, that's mm-hmm. really frustrating. Who, I, who is he doing that? Right? It, oh, flicks and loses it, or uh, yeah, holds the game up. So yeah. The 16-17 season was amazing. I don't know how many goals he got from that position, running into the box and scoring. Mm-hmm. If we could have that Deli Ali back, then yes, I'm 100. percent Let's keep him. But if he's not going to be playing. And he's eating up 200 grand a week, then, you know, why not just move him on and get some other players in that can take up that wage? I don't yeah. know, but it depends. Russell, I think you make a good point about how long Mourinho is going to be there. If he survives for any length of time, I don't think Delhi's going to put up with just being on the yeah. bench. No. An England international, for God's sake, he's not going to be sitting on the bench. He'd rather be playing somewhere. He's got to yeah. play. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Before we just, I want to very, very last thoughts on our next league match is on the 28th of January against Liverpool. I'm going to start with you, Cam. Is this the most important match that we've played for a few years? Well, um, the Champions League final, is this the most important league game we've played for a long time? No, because let's face it, we're going into this game as second best. Um, not expect nobody on the performances that we've seen in the last five, six games that we've played since we beat Manchester United at Manchester United. Uh, um, uh, is anyone expecting us to win this game? So my view is, uh, for us, it's important. We need the three points. Liverpool is very important because they are falling back. But whether we, um, whether we're there yet or not to take on Liverpool at home, I'd like to think we are. But it's um, there are a lot of other games that we need to start winning before we start looking at Liverpool. And I go back to saying what you what you've always been saying, um, Ray, is you know from winning positions, losing points at halftime, winning at halftime. You sent me the stat: we've lost ten points, five more, double the amount of the next team, Southampton, from a winning position, right? And all of those have been against uh, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Wolves, and yeah. I mean, you know, Fulham. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then those are the ones that are probably the most crucial games of the season because. Because then we would have been t- we would have had another ten points and be well ahead of anybody in the table. So to think that that Liverpool now is the most important game, having done what we've done this season, I would say not. I think we've really lost it because of our attitude in the second half of each game. And I, I don't remember last time we scored a goal in the second half apart from today. And then, and then I have to kick myself, remind myself, well, that it was against Sheffield United after all. Okay, Russell, what's your thoughts on the Liverpool game? Uh, I think we're against the top six. It's just important not to lose. Um, so as long as we we don't do that, we give us we keep ourselves in there. It's going to be. I think we all know we're just going to be there defending, parking the bus, and hope they don't score, and then we'll hit a break. It's not going to be fun. Maybe we'll get away with it. I, I thought we were a bit unlucky against Liverpool in the last minute. You talk about the ten points dropped. 
that handball against United, Newcastle was unlucky. The, the West Ham was a freak thing, yeah. really. You think, Always you know, a freak thing. Yeah, there, there's four points there. I mean, it's ifs and buts <coughs> at, this, at this level. And the league is so tight this year. Everyone's dropping points. No one's playing amazingly well. United-Liverpool game today was, you know, it was a good game to watch from a neutral point of view of both teams going for it. And they've got a lot more of an attacking dynamic than we have. Uh, which made it an entertaining game. But yeah, it's going to be a depressing watch. Hope we can get away with it, hit him on the break. Yeah. Okay, great. Steve, I mean, Cam just said Liverpool were pretty bad against Man United. They've got two of their best centre-halves, Gomez and Van Dijk missing. I've got some other players missing as well. If we can't beat them with all the... Russell said we just got a massively... We've got a brilliant attacking team. If we can't beat this type of team at home, then there's something wrong, isn't there, Steve? Well, well, absolutely, and that's pretty much the conversation we had before we um, played Liverpool away. Uh, I think what we said was this: there's not not a better time to play them when they've lost both their centre halves. Uh, however, we still managed to contrive a loss. Um, yeah. I, you asked whether it was the most important game of the season. I sort of think it probably is. It's about our top four credentials yeah. Yeah. and and possibly beyond. So, no, I think it is. It's a very important game, and I think it will be tricky. I, I think a draw is better for them than it is for us. I think we really should try and get a win. Mm. Um, can I just say a couple of things about our next game? Of course you can. Well, well, we we the, wait till the end of the podcast and you can say... Oh, OK, fine. Yeah, fine. I wanted to talk about Liverpool. I think uh, basically the onus is us to win. You know, we need to win this game. If we want to set a statement or tell people what we're all about and make yeah. the league sit up and notice we've got to win this game. I know what Russell's saying. We can go for a nil-nil or something like that. Great, we've got one point. I think it's two points dropped. I don't think it's one point gained. But let's see what Mourinho does. I don't think he's, his psyche is to go out and win games. He just doesn't want to lose, like Russell said. Against the big six, he just doesn't want to lose the game. Yeah. Go on, Steve, before we finish the podcast. Well, I need to say, as, as I think some of you would know, is my sort of second team, inverted commas, is Wickham. Um, you know, my dad first took me there in 1968 against Slough Town in the Isthmian League. Um, and well, I followed them home in a way till about 1975 before I discovered more important things. So uh, I do have a sort of split loyalties. And when we played them in the FA Cup in a couple of seasons ago, where we won 4-3 and we were very lucky, it's the only time I've ever bought one of those stupid split scarves, which I can't stand. And I did buy one for that particular game, and I'd buy one for this game again. <laughs> well, what I will say is, watch out for um, Joe Jacobson, who takes a damn good corner. He took, uh, he scored a hat trick last season, two goals direct from a corner, and then another goal. So that's how a, how a, uh, a corner should be taken. So I think Sonny should take a few lessons from Joe Jacobson, who's about thirty eight and has played for 13 non-league teams. So we'll see how it goes anyway. We'll see how it goes. But I heard a rumour that it might be cancelled because we might get a bye because Wickham are hit by coronavirus. Yeah, no, that may be the case. Yeah, late and right. all over again. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, guys, listen, yeah. thanks for being part of the podcast, the Spurs 9501 podcast. It's been a pleasure. I hope everybody's enjoyed it, and we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. And all we can say is, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you, everybody. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.